0: Welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. This podcast is all things sports, performance and fitness, and I'll be interviewing industry experts to help shed some light on these topics. For more information, you can find me at Grace Brown Fitness on socials. Hello and welcome to the GB Sports Performance Podcast. And today I have another special guest from the Tag Rugby World, uh, Mr. Will Shepherd. He is in charge of the GB Tag Rugby program and does lots of things within the tri-tag rugby setup. Uh, welcome, Will. How are you today?
1: It's great. Great to be on. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Just recovering. From uh, the fun of the weekend with uh, with tag nationals, although I think my recovery will be a lot easier than that of, of the players that were. Um, yeah, we're out there all day in some amazing sunshine playing some brilliant tag.
0: Excellent, awesome. So um, before we get stuck into some of the specifics, etc., what we're going to discuss today is. Basically, all about kind of tag rugby in the UK, especially of how it started and how it's developed. Uh, we're going to talk about the Tag Rugby World Cup, because obviously that's the hot topic of this year, and a bit about um, the kind of Great Britain tag rugby setup today. Um, so let's get started and let, uh, tell, tell me a bit about you and kind of describe your journey, like to where you are today working within the GB setup um, and try tag rugby, et cetera
1: yeah so uh so i've been with tri-tag rugby now for just over four years um i originally started off as a as a pe teacher um and then got the opportunity to work on the the world rugby sevens series and uh literally get get paid at the time to travel the world and watch rugby producing um stats for broadcast and and absolutely love that and it's sort of uh, refueled in me my love for for rugby and the fact that I I wanted to work within rugby um perhaps outside of education where where I felt there were a wider range of possibilities. So um, after my time on a series was over, I had a had a look for different rugby jobs. Stumbled across tri tag rugby. I'd not played any tag rugby at that point, um, and originally got involved as a, as a league organizer, um, and then in the years since then have taken on um, running the events for for TTR um, and it was kind of it was the back end of 2020 uh, that I took on the, the Great Britain role after Toby had left TTR uh, and have absolutely loved that ever since uh, and um, yeah so between um, uh, between the events between nationals between GB get kept, kept pretty busy. Yes, with, uh, with the tag world,
0: I can imagine it is a full-on job for sure. Um, so I always ask my guests um, this question about what's great about what you do and what is difficult, or what not, not what you don't like, but what can be quite challenging in what you do.
2: Uh,
1: let's start with the positives. Then we will go with <laughs> what's great. Uh, I, I mean, for me. The biggest highs that I've had with with TTR and with with Great Britain Tag Rugby are definitely when I get to see everything kind of come to fruition on the pitch. So whether from a TTR point of view, whether that's um, probably the 2021 Tagfest is, is the was the the biggest um, joy from that side of things. That was the first tournament we did post uh, COVID lockdowns. Uh, there was so much uncertainty about how whether it would even be able to run and, and how it would run. Um, and it all came together fantastically. And you could just see how much people enjoyed getting to play tag again and being yeah. with people they'd not seen for ages and, uh, and stuff. So that, that was awesome. Um, and similarly with GB, it's, it's when I get to see the, the teams knowing how much they've trained um, and how much they've, they've had to sacrifice in terms of time, energy, um, social life sometimes, uh, yeah. and, and then financial and cost as well to get yeah. to where they are. Um, things like um the the wins at the at the ITS last year and although we didn't quite get over the line at the B&I getting so close um, and seeing yeah. at, we're getting better each year uh would you be just yeah that energizes me so much and and I absolutely love that side of things um, in terms of what what's challenging i think um it's a it's a positive challenge but i i would say the fact that tag is still quite a small sport um in a very cluttered sporting landscape in this country um, you know there's so many sports that people play and so many that have been established for an incredibly long time mm. to get tag noticed and valued and invested in um, mm. and so along that line sponsorship for gb and for the nationals regions and stuff is a real challenge uh, but i think that tag has something that a lot of sports don't have in terms of the, the, the mixed aspect of it is, mm-hmm. is awesome um, and definitely attracts people to tag who might be turned away from other sports. Um, the fact that we make a real effort to have uh, equality across uh, women's tag and men's tag between the two of them um, is, is, I think, really positive. Uh, so it's something where, although it's a challenge now, I right. only see it going in, in a constructive direction in the coming years.
0: Yeah, I definitely... Well, when I started playing tag, I it really appealed the whole mixed game because there's not really many sports where you have a mixed team. Yeah. Um. So I, I agree with you on that. And I fondly remember 2021 Tag Fest because that was a super fun. It was really nice weather. It was in Richmond, wasn't it, as well? Yes. It was yeah. super fun. Like, everyone was just so happy. <laughs> yeah. So it is definitely, out of all the many tournaments I've done, I do remember that as a really, really fun day. Right. Um, uh, anyway, right, let's get into some of the specifics of questions that we're going to kind of dig into today. Um, well, you kind of mentioned already how long you've been involved with TAG. So is it, would you say four years, is it, since 2020?
1: Yeah, March 2019. 2019 was when I started. Okay, yeah. So
0: it is four years. Um, so what technically is – so your main role is events and GB – coordination. What's your role in terms of the World Cup this year, um, in terms of, yeah, tell us a bit about what's going on with that.
1: Yes, so. So as, as a programme director, um, it's my job to make sure that uh, all the preparations uh, ahead of the World Cup are, are completed so that when we go, the players only have to worry about their performance on a pitch. The coaches similarly, um, and then the managers are there to um, to to be on hand if if anything comes up um, that that changes things or is, is unexpected, I'm I'm a big believer that, that my role and um, I, to an extent the role of the, the team managers is one where the more work you put in in the run up, the, the less you should be working when you're there, and and if you aren't doing as much, if you if you're calmer and 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 more relaxed while you're there, that shows you put in the effort in the run up. So. Um, whether that's sorting out the accommodation um, in ensuring that uh, players are, are able to be fed while they're there, because uh, they've got the meals sorted, the after parties planned, uh, the training yeah. pitches, um, everyone knows where and when they need to be in places and stuff. Excellent. That's kind yeah. of all the work at the moment.
0: Just to try and get that all organised, I bet yeah. it's quite um, quite a challenge, I would say, with however many players will be going over to Ireland. Um how long just talking about tag rugby in the uk how long has tag rugby been in in the uk
1: so i mean the first recorded game of tag rugby in the uk it's, it, we probably will never know but uh, but try tag rugby was founded in 2009 by al davis and phil brown yeah um and that was initially in london and uh, kind of grew year on year from there expanded into yorkshire in 2015 and and you'll probably be aware of the, the various different life Well, you will be playing in nationals of yeah. the different licenses and regions that have been set up since then. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's been running since then, but obviously that is behind where Ireland, New Zealand and Australia are. Uh, mm-hmm. so the impact that has on our international game, I think means that we, we have sort of been playing catch up, um, mm-hmm. since great Britain was, was first put together in 2011. Yeah. Um, we're closing the gap for sure. And I see no reason why we can't be one of the um, the foremost powerhouses in international tag uh, going forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I started in twenty thirteen, and obviously never heard of tag rugby before I'd started then, and um, I didn't realise back then the tournaments were. A lot smaller. <laughs> everyone <laughs> knew everyone. <laughs> um, and so it is unbelievable how much it's grown in the last ten years. Um, mm. I, especially I would say in the last four or five years, basically since twenty eighteen World Cup. That especially like not having, there wasn't a female when we trained for the World Cup in for twenty eighteen. There wasn't a female league at all. Mm. We used to enter in the mixed leagues to practice and stuff like that. and um, so yeah, it's great to see that we have. You know, we're getting female leagues off the ground and and stuff like that as well. So it's really nice to see the standard go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, you talk about 2018 World Cup then, and obviously 2018 was the first year for nationals. Um, I think it shows the effect that um, that sort of that representation and seeing uh, players at the elite level, such as yourself, going to that that World Cup and being involved in nationals, um, had, the, the effect that that's had. On encouraging the next crop, mm. the next generation of, of uh, women to come through in the game, which is great to see. Yeah,
0: definitely, it's unbelievable how much it's gone up, which is great. And um, so, in terms of, uh, I've got a question here around for, like, actually asking for the GB players that will, um, you know, fi- get get in that final cup. Fingers crossed um, for the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> um, what um tell us? Can you tell us a bit about the location of the World Cup? Um, how many days it's over? Um, and oh, I'll I'll, I'll get the next question after. But yeah, ha- can you tell us a bit about the current this World Cup basically?
1: Yeah, So the, the World Cup is taking place at the University of Limerick. Um, I wasn't involved. Uh, back in in 2018 when the the bids were going in for this World Cup. But the, the facilities available at the University of Limerick, to my understanding, is one of the key reasons why Ireland won the bid. Mm. Um, and so the GB players that have been involved going back a couple of years now will will be very familiar with, with UL from the British and Irish Cup in 2021 mm. and uh, the International Tag Series last year. Uh, so we, we've had both of those events there to test the facilities. And, and uh, although it's nothing of the scale of the World Cup, um, to see how everything works and uh, I think everyone knows that now the facilities are, are great um maybe some people might not have originally planned to go to Limerick three years in a row uh, but uh, but it's <laughs> certainly been going got its 10 own charm <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah of course for the uh, for the big importers so people yeah. will know know the city uh really well um but yeah then the World Cup itself is is over four days Wednesday the second of August to Saturday the fifth. Um, so the opening ceremony will take place on on the, on the Wednesday um, okay. and then there'll be matches through the days and, and into the evening so we get some cool matches under the lights uh, okay. on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday evening with the finals then taking place on Saturday and uh, and I'm sure a huge after party and hopefully a very um, celebratory after party from ReGB <laughs> point of view taking place on the Saturday uh, Saturday night.
0: Yeah, hope. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I think everyone will be up for a party at the end of that. Um, <laughs> in terms of the GB team, what categories and how many categories are we taking this year?
1: So it's uh, represents our biggest World Cup yet. The, this this one, uh, which isn't a surprise, really, given it's the first one in the Northern Hemisphere, um, and arguably that the fact that we won't have to adjust to a new time zone, we won't have to fly halfway around the world for it. Uh, will hopefully give us uh, a better sort of first step into the World Cup than we've we've ever had before for our teams. Uh, but it's not just because it's closer; it's also because of the the progress that GB as a program as a whole has made over the, the last few years means that we're able to take eight teams for the first time. So uh, obviously, we had the six teams um, that were uh, um, that were going just before COVID. And that's um, mixed women's and men's in both the opens, so any ages and thirties, 30 plus categories. Uh but in the last year and a bit, we've added uh the men's forties team. They came in last year, and then sort of a, a, an eleventh hour um <laughs> bid to, to bring them in, uh the a GB women's thirty-fives, uh, which is is great to to have them. Uh both teams um one of, the, one of the key reasons for, for bringing them in was the fact that it allowed former GB players who had stepped away from the game because um, they they were approaching 35 or 40 and um, weren't necessarily getting picked as much anymore or um, had other commitments uh, in terms of family and work and things, were able to come back in and, and fill those sides. Um, and especially this year, adding in the women's 35s, the big thing for me was that brought us back to gender parity. so half the players within the program are women. Uh, whereas when we had just the seven sides, there was obviously a greater weighting towards male players. And I was yeah. keen to get back to that
0: 50-50. Awesome. Great. I think that that, that both those sectors uh, will grow and get stronger and stronger, the more um, depth they get, mm. etc. cetera. Um, as uh, we age and try and keep competing <laughs>
1: yeah i mean hopefully it's, it's nice now for players that are in women's 30s mixed seniors and men's 30s to to know that this is the team they're in now isn't isn't the uh the oldest team that they can yeah. be in and still represent great britain there is there are opportunities beyond that as well
0: yeah perfect awesome um what I've asked this question in terms of what do you think are the categories to kind of look out for at this World Cup in terms of like the depth and strength, um, in terms of the competition, or what would you say is the most competitive, um, category? You can say a diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I think um, <laughs> or no. <laughs> non-diplomatic well, answer.
1: <laughs> one of the one of the things about tag rugby is it is now is
0: you
2: know
1: while we can watch footage from the ITS, the international tag series that took place in Australia and the one in New Zealand last year, and we can, we can get some fairly recent footage of some of the sides that played there that will be coming over for the world cup. It is still difficult to know exactly what the the caliber of the sides will be Mm. um, and how well they'll travel now that they're the ones having to come halfway around the world rather than uh, having it in their own backyard. Uh, So I think it, it's incredibly difficult to predict how the World Cup's going to go, but as you would imagine, the, the three opens categories are the ones that uh, look like they're going to have the, the highest number of teams in them, and therefore be the most competitive. Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was, once you you add in um, a greater number of teams to any category, it's, it's going to um, it's going to make it harder to win. Uh, men's and, and mixed uh, they... Um, they are the more established categories. And I think yeah. that's a reflection of, again, of where we are in tag rugby, but where sport is as a whole. Mm. And the fact that we, arguably, we need to positively discriminate, I think, to ensure that the women's categories are uh, in a position to get to uh, the same point as as the mixed and men's one. Because mm. the talent within, certainly, with, you look at our Great Britain Women's Open side, the talent in that side, and the same with women's 30s, is immense. Mm. Um, so they deserve to be... Uh, tested uh as as much as the mixed and men's sides will be um i think it's encouraging to see the growth in the women's categories since yeah. the 2018 world cup um but we just got to make sure that's sustained um to, to get uh, equality between them
0: perfect i think that's good answer (laughs) um what is um some going back to tag rugby in the uk what is some of the plans to help grow the sport in the uk i know now having the different regional um kind of leagues now like from bristol to wigan Mm. to manchester etc that's definitely helped grow the sport um what are the kind of plans in the next you know two to five years of trying to help keep growing the sport so you get getting the best players from all over the country?
1: Yes, so tri-tag rugby want to continue to grow both in terms of uh, spread of the game, kind of width-wise, as it were, and in terms of depth. So, talking first about spreading the sport of tag around, uh, TTR follows a licensing model, uh, so the different regions. While Yorkshire and Manchester are run in-house like London, the the rest of the regions are uh, licences where people have... They've become aware of tri-tag rugby and they've wanted to set it up in in their own region and our most recent uh, ones that we've added in are edinburgh north uh, and brighton Brighton. edinburgh north started just just over a year ago and has the growth that that has taken place in edinburgh in that time has been incredible most Mm. new regions don't enter tag nationals in their first year Mm. edinburgh initially were able to enter a mixed team and a men's team and then following the northern and scottish regional tournament in march we were able then to enter a women's team as well so to, to put three teams into nationals and have good performances from all of them uh yeah. was was terrific to see it was also the first nationals where we had um, bristol reaching mm. a, a final which was which was fantastic um and so brighton next year should be entering teams uh and we we want more licenses to, uh, emerge around the country. So places like Newcastle, Cardiff, Exeter, et cetera, mm. would be ideal places. Uh, if anyone's moving down there, or has moved <laughs> down there and misses playing tag to get set up.
2: Mm. So that,
1: that's sort of the width ways. Why it's, and sorry, this is a long answer, but, um, okay. then, then in terms of depth as well, I, I think there's, there's an obligation for nationals in Great Britain to keep growing the elite game, but we've also partnered with, uh, a new organisation, a non for profit called Tag Sports, that uh, is looking to to really focus on on the grassroots, uh, both in terms of uh, programs with schools and, and with kids to get them into tag. Uh, you'll know, I'm sure, great to yourself when when you say to people that don't play tag, that's what you do. Yeah. You get people who say that's a kids sport, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's a no brainer for TriTag Rugby to to actually start running kids tag because that is a little bit of a wild west. They're all playing to different sets of rules. They play with tag belts and things like that. We mm-hmm. want to try and standardise that um, and and create a pathway um, from childhood into adolescence, into the adult game and beyond. Uh, and then Tag Sports also wants to focus on ensuring equality of access and opportunity within the sport to groups that traditionally within sport have, uh, been less catered to, or in some cases act- actually actively discriminated against. Um, so, uh, so yeah. whether that's, um, with women or whether it's, uh, minority ethnic groups or, uh, in terms of Tri Tag Rugby's new partnership with, with Stonewall, which will also extend to, uh, to tag sports and to Great Britain Tag Rugby, um, to make, to make sure that, uh, tag rugby is a is a welcoming inclusive and safe space for members of the lgbtq plus community
0: excellent that sounds great i mean i suppose australia uh probably i don't know if you i assume you would have looked at the way they've done it because obviously they have teams from like under 13s or did they Hmm. did i see under 10s i wouldn't be surprised um um and but like you say like my nephew plays rugby he's in a rugby club and they play tag so like everyone says oh you play the same I was like it's not the sport of tag <laughs> they're just running out. but like like you say if you can get it even into the rugby teams like the standardized yeah. rules and stuff and develop the game that way oh we've got a bit of back back noise. <laughs> it's all right um uh anyway um uh I lost my track yeah yeah if you can get that into like grassroots level even just general rugby that would hugely um improve like the depth of the 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 game for sure anyway next question i think that's really sounds really exciting for sure in terms of like the gb development what is the kind of plan kind of going forward especially using the, the world cup as a platform um to help keep developing and building and the whole gb setup
1: so, I, I think that uh, I, well, I know that I certainly have ideas of, of the direction that we can go in post the World Cup. I know the coaches do in conversations they've had with me, and, and certainly players as well that have, that have approached me with different ideas. Um, what I think we need to do is is to go to this World Cup, see uh, what our results are, um, and then use that as a kind of data based uh, point to, to push on forwards with. What I would, uh, I mean, I hope that we're going to be really successful at the World Cup. I think we've got everything in place to to have our most successful World Cup yet. Um, and so I sort of see we've added these, we've added women's 35s and men's 40s in the last couple of years. So we've given that longevity of involvement um, to the, the higher age groups that we've got involved with Great Britain at the moment. So I think our attention now needs to shift towards younger age groups and um linking with the work that Tag Sports will do and that TTR will hopefully be able to get involved with, with getting um, kids and, and teenagers into the sport, I would be really keen for us to set up under-21s teams, uh, whether we do that with just a mixed team initially or whether we do a women's and a men's under-21s team uh, so that we, we're getting that next generation into the game. We're giving them the opportunity to be exposed to high-quality coaching to play tag rugby regularly, um, to be a part of the Great Britain set up, to play international opposition, to go to tournaments, to prepare them to then join the open sides uh, uh, going forward.
0: Um, yeah. So
1: I want to preserve everything we've got so far, and then look to add at, at that uh, at that younger age group as well.
0: Awesome. That sounds. I think yeah, like you say, that's probably one area that's generally missing, but. Um, i suppose is to build getting the younger players coming through or young players into the sport so they have the opportunity to move into opens and blah 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 etc cetera, etc cetera. um awesome so in terms of the world cup again i was going to ask is there going to be live streaming and do you know what the kind of setup is going to be in terms of being able to watch the matches will all matches be covered or will it just be certain pitches do
1: you know <laughs> yes yeah, so the the latest i've heard from uh from itra and from the itf sorry i think we might have a little bit of a delay but yeah That's the, okay. the latest i've heard from itra and the itf is that um we will definitely have live streaming from two pitches uh
0: okay
1: the, the world cup has obviously spread over more pitches than that uh, and it would be fantastic to be able to just live stream every single pitch <laughs> um, unfortunately um as I kind of referenced earlier when you were asking about challenges within the job, TAG is still um, arguably in its, its infancy compared to rugby Union, compared to football, compared to Gaelic football in, in Ireland. Um, and so to, to get that investment and get that infrastructure that would allow us to live stream every pitch, we're unfortunately still a little bit of a way off on. Uh, but people will certainly be able to, um, to follow along uh, if they're not there in person. And we'll make sure across Great Britain Tag Rugby and Tri Tag Rugby social media, we're hosting those streams and also uh, publicising for the the many fans, the friends and family back in the UK when they should be tuning in to get to watch their, their friends or um, in many cases their, their kids play uh, on the international stage.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, and then I'm going to go to some of the questions that I'll sent to me to ask you. Um, so... One of I mean, it's the most of them related to kind of GB in the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. One here I've got is, um, who are you most looking forward to watch at the World Cup? Obviously, outside of the GB teams. <laughs> well, you can uh, include GB teams. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, obviously the GB teams are my absolute number one that I'm most excited to see, uh, especially when they get to the business end of the competition. Uh, but for me, having not been able, uh, I've not had the opportunity yet. See southern hemisphere sides in person, so it's going to be a really cool opportunity for me to to get to see that. Um, I I know Australia Indigenous are bringing a few sides over,
2: um, yeah.
1: and uh, yeah, I think it'll be fantastic to watch them. I've also heard about uh, how good sides like Lebanon, Australia, Lebanon were at the last wow. World Cup. So uh, so yeah, getting to see them in person would be will be exciting too
0: awesome and what do you think kind of um the gb's medal hopes are or are you trying to keep it under wraps not put too much pressure on anyone
1: <laughs> obviously don't yeah don't want to put too much pressure on but no i've been fairly open when people have asked me that my target is uh, from the eight teams is four medals with at least one of them being a gold uh, i think that is a, an achievable aim given where our sides are at Um, and uh, the success that they've had in in recent years. Uh, So yeah, four medals, one of them gold, that would be a historical, and I think something that the programme as a whole uh, and the tag community actually as a whole could be really proud of.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Thanks Ross. I believe they can as well.
2: Um,
0: So what else, I've got another question here. Um, Do you still play tag rugby? Are you playing much tag or have you played much tag?
1: I I do I do play tag. Uh, I try and play uh, in areas with as few GB players as possible um, so that they don't realise that the reason I am program director, not a player, is because I'm so far below the level they're at. Um, but no, I play on uh, Tuesdays in hybrid with Tagliatelle. Um, oh, yes. They have a couple of GB teammates in that squad, actually, Isaac Fannin oh. and, and Ellen McGuinness
2: oh Um, yes and Min Yang yeah Uh,
1: but then also set up a team on Friday it's called Flash Gordon and the Thunder Buddies just wanted a name that didn't have a tag (laughs) pun um and uh we uh yeah we just we throw the ball around on a Friday evening and have a lot of fun
0: brilliant awesome I think I've seen you down at high because that's just down the road from me (laughs) um in terms of uh, one of the questions is, where did you develop your commentary skills? A clear skill and defo a possible tag career, possibly for you, are post <laughs> post tag even.
1: Oh, I mean that's very kind. Whoever sent that in, uh, I'm surprised. I think people probably get fairly sick of my voice uh, <laughs> being on all the different GB and nationals streams the last few years. Uh, no it's something I was always really interested in um and uh when i when I was working in the, the sevens I uh, spent quite a lot of time with the commentators and got to know them then and and uh, yeah really took the opportunity to uh to watch what they did and ask them um how they prepared and and what tips they had and things like that so um i just i think it's the the point of of that commentary is not only to, to kind of tell a story as the game is going on, but to provide the players that are scoring these incredible tries, making these uh, amazing try-saving tags, the opportunity to clip that up and share it with their friends and family to say, this is this is what I do uh, and this is how good I am. And that's my name being yelled out on commentary there mm. uh, to, to show exactly what I did in a match. So, um, yeah, just uh, having a passion for the sport, and um and enjoying enjoying talking about it
0: awesome i've got uh i've got one more question here that i'll ask and someone's asked when will the next world cup be and can we campaign for it in 2025 given the two-year delay for this cycle
1: uh, I think the ITF is fairly set on it being 2026 and returning okay. to the, the three-year three year cycle. Uh, cycle. I completely understand it. Uh, people wanting it to be earlier than that, given given how long we've waited for this one. Uh, there was talk about this this World Cup being pushed back to 2024, uh, which I kind of uh, campaigned against <laughs> with, with the ITF. Um, and I mean, the, the consensus, obviously, in the end, was that it should take place in 23, yeah. which I'm glad about. Uh, so yeah, it will be 2026, um, and yeah. uh, bids are in at the moment for where it will be. Uh, you can you can expect it to be back in the southern hemisphere, obviously, given yeah. um, this one's in the northern one. Uh, but hopefully, what that allows is for Great Britain Tag Rugby to then be looking to bid for the 2029 World Cup, and, and us yeah. having the opportunity to host host a World Cup there. I mean, obviously, it's a fair way off. We've got lots of uh, time but to practice. But... Yeah, I think it'd be a, a brilliant catalyst to get more people into the sport and more people involved at, at the elite mm. end of the game.
0: Of course. I think that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that would be pretty amazing if we could host it one time. But like you say, get, getting that extra few years under the belt, getting a few more players in, that would uh, give us a good old chance for more yeah. medals, I suppose, as well. Um, I'm just going to check over if I've got any more questions. Uh... I think that's it really. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Some of the questions are kind of covered already with what we've already t- discussed. Um, so just a last thing to finish on is where can people find you online? Um, what are, you know, for example, the Instagram for tag and a GB, et cetera?
1: So, uh, great Britain tag is the handle or at great Britain tag is the handle for us on Instagram. Uh, hopefully most of the players follow us already and have had the opportunity to share posts when they see themselves getting announced in, in the squads. Uh, we're also Great Britain Tag on, uh, on Facebook. But if you follow the link tree um, uh, on our Instagram, you'll be able then to, to get the link to the website page, which is currently still hosted on the tri Rugby website, um, the sponsorship brochure, uh, and links to the tri Rugby YouTube page with footage from the, the British and Irish Cup last year um uh, and we'll also that that'll also be where we host streams uh during the world cup
0: awesome great and then it's TriTag tag at uh at tri tag rugby for tri tag isn't it and then what was is, the, yes. um the handle for the grassroots kind of development tag sports Oh, now you're testing oh, me now because it's new i, uh, I, think, I, it's tag it. sports I think it's at tag sports uk yeah. i'll check it anyway i'll put it in the little copy at the bottom
2: really so you, you, can, you can help so me out there can... save me no no
0: it's all right i i just was thought we should mention them again as well so give them a follow if you're not already following them um thanks again will for coming on and no um, i look me. forward to releasing this in a couple of weeks
1: brilliant all right cheers grace
0: Thank you for listening to the GB Sports Performance Podcast with me, Grace Brown. If you have any questions for me or my guest, please drop me a message at Grace Brown Fitness on Instagram. Thank you.